The Zone Coverage Podcast Network. This podcast is presented in front of a live Astadio audience. Hey, Bills, you know what the fallout of this whole Deadspin thing is? I do not. What is it? Tom Schreier is now the most senior writer for the website. Hey. I am. I am. And so now that Geo Media has completely bungled the situation, Tom Schreier is the, like I said, senior most contributor at Deadspin. I'm surprised your story didn't come back up right. with them recycling content the last week or so. Yeah, although... How is that not the longest week in media history? It feels like that's been a month that everybody sure. left, and it's been like six days. We should, we should explain this briefly, but first, I just want to make a clarification did you call him hey bales or did you say hey bales yeah either, either was, way i think fine. i think i went for the double and tundra gotcha sure. i was just curious because he is uh well he's the dirty wisconsin man to us he's hey bales to others um the uh, so yeah deadspin deadspin had some corporate overlords who uh wanted him to stick to sports that's similar to what espn asked of their people uh and it's a little different with Deadspin. That is a blog, and that gets a lot of traffic on their political content, which is typically pretty good, in my opinion, just very well-written and researched, um, and that they don't really advertise themselves as sports only. So uh, they got it, upset. The staff left, which was interesting to see. Very risky at a time like this, kind of sticking to principle, which is great to you see. You hear the phrase, read the room, and that was definitely not what happened when those guys took and, over. And it's at the same time, and, and we'll tie this into kind of – coverage of the twins or sports in general make it baseball centric as possible but you know sports illustrated has retained 50 percent of its staff which is focused on the magazine and the the company called the maven is essentially i think turning into bleacher report and so what brandon's referring to is a long story i wrote about kind of pre-2000 2013 bleacher report i mean it's gonna be interesting as bleacher report gets older People are going to wonder why they call it that because I don't think you can contribute to it anymore. I guess I, I don't know. I have no idea either. But um, at, at one point, it was truly what it sounded like, which is you could just write on an open platform. The time By the time I joined, they kind of vetted you. Um, however, because I got through, I probably didn't vet too well. Yeah, it got better as they went. Uh, but uh, that is where I got my start. That's how I got in covering the Twins. Um and I just I don't like that model. I think they, they will tell you that, well, if you write for Sports Illustrated, we'll either not pay your, or pay you very little, but one day you could become Tom Verducci, who I feel is still <laughs> one of the best yeah. uh, baseball writers. And I think a good example of someone who's multimedia, who I, I it's it's crazy to me that he hasn't gone to the athletic, to be honest, but I'm sure he's paid well. They did go and get Pat Forty. They are paying some writers, but mm-hmm. um, and, and the truth is you won't. So you know, that that won't happen. I mean, it, I just don't see that happening for those run, young writers. And if you look at who they laid off, I mean, Joan Neeson isn't necessarily young, but she was one of the newer writers. Very good, too. We both met her covering the Twins. Mm-hmm. She worked for Fox Sports North back when they wrote. I mean, if anything, if you follow her path, you see her go to, you know, go from writing for Fox Sports North before Fox Sports pivoted to video, video and then work for a couple papers, including the Denver Post, which is owned by the same people as the Pioneer Press and is shrinking for the same reason the Pioneer Basically Press is. Basically a media is. chop shop. And then going to Sports Illustrated and getting laid off because she's not one of the senior writers. 
I don't, you know, I think she's really good. Her name won't carry the weight. Tom Verducci's, well, for example. But her stories stand um, up, stand the test of time. Yeah, sure. and I, I hope she ends up somewhere. I mean, to be honest, she'd be a good good addition, like something like The Athletic here or The Star Tribune or something like that. But mm-hmm. given her ties here, I also, I believe she's from St. Louis. It makes sense for her to, to work for a publication over there. But, yeah, it's just um, we do think about things like this here, um, given that, in some ways, zone coverage came to be because people were upset at SB Nation, and I was upset at Bleacher Report, and we all kind of came together and created the site. And um, as much as people came here probably to listen to analysis of Jake Odorizzi's qualifying offer and you know what the Twins did with Martin Perez and what they'll do in the offseason to bolster their, their pitching and their roster, you don't get content like that you know, without supporting places like zone coverage, places like The Athletics, subscribing to the Star Tribune. Um, and to be honest, maybe I'm part of it in a small way that I don't subscribe to it to sports illustrated anymore. It is not the publication mm-hmm. it was in maybe like 2010 when I started reading but it's it like the time. sporting news. I mean, the sporting news 15, 20 years ago was a much bigger deal than it is now. And baseball magazine before that I, and all those things. I mean, I think the number one thing I, you know, I got upset. I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about how, Sports Illustrated should have been like Bleacher Report. I'm like, it actually shouldn't be. That's what it's becoming now. What mm-hmm. they should have done is local. And I think people realize, and this is what we've done with the podcast, is I think people do really care about their local teams probably more than national. Like, I, I love Mike Trout, but I don't know how many Angels games I've watched. Right? I think there's national sports fatigue because people accuse ESPN of having East Coast bias or I, whatever. I think I'm just I'm just tired of the Yankees leading – Sport, like this is a hypothetical because they're, they're always sports, they always play Boston on sports. You know, I'm just I'm just tired. sorry ESPN. I'm just tired of the certain sports fatigue at the beginning of sports highlight shows, and so well, a lot and, of people will lash out against that. that. Yeah, and then takes and yeah, I, and everything. I mean, it, it 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 it's it's strange that the most viable and financially useful things right now are sports shows where they're shouting at each other. And making just ridiculous takes on Twitter. I mean, yeah. you can skip Bayless's entire Twitter feed, and he follows nobody. His feed is literally an echo chamber of echo chamber of his own terrible takes. Yeah, I mean, no, and I and, mean, and I think while there's still the Bayless's and Clay Travis and stuff, I think we have seen good analysis. Speaking whether, of terrible takes, oof, I don't like Clay at all. I'm sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I mean, it, it, there are um, guys like that provocateurs i guess in some ways i think stephen a smith's an interesting case study that he just turned into a character like it's all he's it's become ex- takes, but so much what do you bailey what do you think of stephen he's become a. Smith? so much more likable in the last couple of years i think uh do you have an opinion do you i care? still think max yeah. kellerman's kind of a douchebag but i think that that stephen a smith has become more likable yeah i don't have any like hot takes on stephen a smith yeah um i think I don't really subscribe to what he does. Um, yeah. it's not he's not someone I seek out when I'm looking for information regarding sports. I think um, he's he's got funny sound bites, whatever. I yeah, it's just I mean, um, it's really it's, yeah, it's passionate. very what what he's doing is um, very transparent. He, he's the just, Fox Sports CNN yeah. of sports. It's like or Fox News of it's basically. So Fox News and, and CNN to me are the entertainment of news. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. News, yeah. news for entertainment. Yeah. He yeah. is sports for entertainment. Exactly. Instead of nitty gritty. Yep. Tell yep. me who did what, who ran for yep. hundred yards, and it's caught, fun to see his pass. video. Stay off the weed, like whatever. That's yeah. It's funny. There's 
little. You should try that, Bailey. It, so we'll what see. an asshole. Yeah, uh, uh, but yeah, it's he's not delivering hard hitting news. He's not like whoa, George Schefter or Scott Van. Yeah, Pelt. outside he's the not, outside he's the not, line, yeah, like that, the, yeah, he's not an information source. He's an entertainment what? source. So to ask you, do you? You obviously follow the Brewers really closely, or yep. or the Bucks who just stomped yep. on the, the yeah, Catless Wolves. Forty nine minute delay because the Target Center can't put okay. together a God. basketball hoop properly. God forbid. But the, uh, um, how much do you? Baseball is different. I feel like basketball everyone kind of follows the big teams, the big names. But how much do you focus on local versus national? Uh, it depend. It depends sport to sport. Uh, baseball. Most I care about the Brewers and I care about the Twins. That's pretty much I follow. That's especially local then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I follow the writers of the teams that I care about, and yep. then I'll catch like when there's a when there's a big story or something or um, playoffs. I mean, yeah. this year we'll get to that World um, Series. So yeah, I'll follow that basketball. I'm a little more um, Bucks Wolves teams that I have teams that I really care about will, will but you, I'll read the I'll read the national stuff I like to but, stay But up you don't care about the Bulls because they're closer than say no, the no, no, no. Pelicans or something Do you, do you yeah. will you watch a big game like if Zion comes back Oh 100% you, yeah, yeah and I, and I guess that's the difference in baseball yeah, you like can't Yeah like Clippers Lakers I watched uh the last yeah, few years anytime That was a fun game Yeah anytime the Warriors were going up somebody who actually had a chance to beat them or yeah. whatever um I'll watch big games like that Rockets um yeah so it it varies from sport to sport for me. Then, like football, I'm a Steelers fan, but I follow I follow probably three or four teams that I mm-hmm. actually have a vested interest in, and then the rest of it is just kind of I'll follow the storylines. Sports each sport is different though, because what is it, Kansas and Duke tonight? I mean, yeah, interesting. Although I guess you know Yankee fans don't have anything else to do, so they'll watch the Duke game sure, tonight. Sure. I guess, but. Um, <laughs> We've actually reached a point now where I think it's kind of funny that I'm ab- actively rooting for the geo media types to buy the media entities that I actively dislike. Sure. <laughs> just to shut them down. Yeah, like, man. I mean, you know, Deadspin will be around. It'll just be a very different... Uh, entirely Deadspin. Let's, um, before I forget, <laughs> and you mentioned Kansas, we, we did... Uh, hey, you went to Kansas City. Yeah, we just got back, and I brought it up because um, Shay, who's a, a follower of the show... Got us comped at Jack Stack, which is a great which one did you go to? Place. Overland Park. Uh, we went to the one in the Crossroads, which is an interesting. Yeah, spot. yeah. Is that the one where you kind of go under? Uh, there's like a an it's arch a train thing? station right there. Uh, yep, that's the one I went to with uh, Dan Hayes, Phil Miller. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't and know. Lynn Worthy and Doe Young Park. Lynn Worthy's the Kansas City Star reporter. So you've probably seen him before too. It's but, great. Um, I mean, we went to Joe's. We went to the typical hot spots, but this is like a first class sit down. I'm sure 40, 50. I think I spent 50 bucks and I yeah. forgot to get my receipt and I still haven't done my expenses. So, yeah, a little, little. Also, pay. I got charged for the hotel that you guys apparently paid for. So, we're going to have to iron that out. Whoa. Yeah, let's just hammer this Whoa. out on the podcast. That's a, Airing that's our a dirty place. laundry. I mean, this is what Bailey does about the Brewers every time he, uh, he has a complaint. He just uses this uh, this platform. But no, it's all good. I was just no, messing around. It was, a, it, was, it was just a great place. It's a cool I, city. I do, I do recommend for people, it, you know, there was a lot of Vikings fans there, but. The Vikings will only be there once every eight years. For people that don't know, Arrowhead is right next to Kauffman Stadium. Yeah, how, is, how would you characterize the difference in environments? Obviously, knowing the football is going to be more ma- ma- raucous. Obviously, magnitude. I mean, I you know, I I'd assume when the Royals were good that you got the decibels that you get you know at Arrowhead. Mm-hmm. It's loud. I mean, it's mm-hmm. one of the loudest stadiums I've been in late in the game. Kansas City's driving as people obviously. It's a it's a tough place to won. win on the road, I believe. Yeah, and and just as Kansas City was driving to go kick the game winning field goal, um, it was 
it, it's one of those things you, you kind of feel like your face might just fall off your body. Like your, your heads are just going to crack because, um, you know, it, it's, it's so loud in there. Really passionate fans. And I'd say for the Royals, it's just a cool old ballpark. Mm-hmm. It's in some ways, and again, this may differ from other Twins fans. I, I, I don't. I actually prefer the Royals to be good, or the or the White Sox, or something like that, because I like those rivalry games. I like when people are focusing on the Central because you know there's good baseball played between the teams there. Yeah. And so I'm kind of in some ways hoping for the the Royals to bounce back a little bit, and um, because I think that it'd be a great road trip, anyways. It's a cool stadium. You see the the Twins on the road. You'll meet other Minnesota people because you know you'll you'll stand out obviously in the crowd but um and there's a lot of minnesota fans there regardless but um i'd like it to happen because it is a cool old park and and i just um certainly the tailgating for football's out of hand it's a little easier with baseball to get around and navigate through the the parking lot but mm-hmm. yeah it's a really great food um fun bars harry's is the the one that i'm sure dan made a stop there when you were down there or whatever well, but, uh, there was one they tried to get me to go to yeah. in westport but Phil and him went and watched the Utah football game because yeah, Phil's a Utah Phil Miller's fan. a big Utah fan. Yeah. It was it was Utah and like Washington State or something like that. Yeah, Pac-12 after dark, man. I mean, anybody who knows knows yeah. that Pac-12 football after dark is is pretty crazy. But yeah, what what's your level of surprise that you came back intact like highly, all in I one mean, piece? Highly, I mean, highly, crazy. highly. Um, Where'd you guys surprised. stay? Did you stay in the same place that you'll love me? this? No, I I actually we were in Westport. Um, he stayed in a motel, six which is on the outside of yeah, town. Uh, that's where they put me. But uh, the Westport, by the way, is is a really cool neighborhood just south <laughs> of uh, downtown. Did Kansas they check City. your ID when you walked around? No, no, they didn't have that. You, it was just so they had it during the baseball season. Yeah, Bailey, they literally check your ID to walk around this Westport area because too many people were getting shot. And Tom's like, "Hey, just stay there. We'll we'll get you a hotel there." That's pretty on brand. No, actually, Tom. it wasn't that bad. It was right next to a chicken fingers place. I didn't go, but it was just Canes? cool to be. Canes? Yeah, it was right next to Canes. Yeah. A chicken, chicken finger, finger plate. Place. Thank you. All right. Uh, Bailey and the I disrespect. The do you not like Canes? Do you not go there? No, I do. I just didn't think of it off the top of my head. Oh, gotcha. I mean, no. it's, it's not It's not the Popeye's chicken, Popeye's chicken sandwich. And I Head on out. By the way. I'm going to stop and get one on my way home. Yeah, so no, it's a... Hey, Regardless of what Brandon says, it is a fun place. We stayed in. No, it Air- actually, it actually was a good place. It's, it it's a, it's yeah. We stayed in Airbnb though with this older. It was me and Arif with this older couple, and they could not have been nicer. They just you know like made us breakfast, told us what to do in the city. Um, always were like, did you enjoy your day? Just use the back door. We know you guys like the party. As though like people look at me and Reef are like, yeah, those people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> good time. Yeah, those guys but, uh, definitely like the party. But um, but yeah, it was uh, um. It's definitely, I, I would say, you know, worth your visit as a Twins fan. Definitely stop by Jack Stack. Um, and yeah, what did you like better, Jack Stack or Joe's? I, you know, I'd say there it's, it's two just different, a different It's just a different experience. Yeah. It depends on is, do you have, well, let, let's say there's no line. Yeah. Do you have 20 minutes or do you have an hour and a half is basically the difference. Because Jack's. That's, that's for sure. Jack's are going to sit down. If you go to Joe's and there's no line, which I don't. There were, it was, Friday night, it was packed. Yeah, um, I mean, it, it, once you get through the line, you can be out of there in 25 minutes, no problem. Yeah, I would say it's the difference between fast casuals. So, like, those would be, like, the Chipotle. I don't know. It's not a perfect, but, it, you know, yeah, in and out. Where, you know, Jack Stack, if you're... It, it makes sense with the with the group there, with Hayes, and having everyone there, um, you know, sit down, have a good dinner. Jack's best. Old-fashioned. Phenomenal. For, for Hayes. I, I did get an old-fashioned, which I, now I think... Dan and I may just be related. I don't know. What but, uh, uh, I don't know what the I don't know what the draw is. Or I'll have to try it too. But I've never had one before. 
So we'll see what happens. Anyways, though. yeah, that's a, it's a cool place. I want to reiterate it. one of the best stops. Obviously, can't beat Chicago and you know wonderful city or whatever. But um, Kansas City's a hidden gem, I'd say, in terms of that. Um, probably should talk about the qualifying hour offer and some of this other. I was just about stuff. to say we don't talk enough about how Chad Graff went from hockey to football and yeah. did a good job. But <laughs> yeah. that's for another day. What do we, Bailey? You I was just gonna say we're fifteen and a half minutes. Jesus, into the yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll just yeah, we'll just well, at uh, least I made Kansas City baseball. Ro- maybe relevant. we'll uh, maybe we'll start that do staff. We, do we have again. the promo code by the way for the site? I meant to pitch it as part of the. Um, we forget it. We'll remember it next week. Uh, Red listen. Dog. It should be Red Dog Twenty. It's uh, it's no, it's Bulldog. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll find it. We'll put it out there with the yeah. tweet. Or anyway, support like that. our but site. That was the big part of all this before so, we rambled. So on. qualifying offer given by the Twins to Jake Odorizzi, I believe the first Twins player to ever receive a qualifying offer in the era of the qualifying offer, which is now this is the seventh or eighth season that it's existed. Basically, what it means is you're offered a one year deal at. And then it's like the average of the top hundred salaries in baseball, or something like that. It's it's not unlike the franchise tag, except though, you have the option to take it or decline it. You can only be offered the qualifying tag or the qualifying offer once in your career. If you accept it, you get again that one year deal at seventeen point eight million. If you decline it, then the draft pick compensation comes into play. So if Jake Odorizzi signs with the Detroit Tigers, the Twins would get whatever draft pick is determined based on. Revenue sharing and how much he signs for and that sort of thing. Obviously, he's not going to sign yeah. with the Detroit Tigers because of lots of reasons. But there, there'd be a good team that goes out and gets him. I mean, any of the contenders, I would think. But at the beginning of this whole thing, it was a formality that players would decline it because good players in free agency get four-year deals, five-year deals. And maybe you get a five-year deal for $60 million, So that's only, what, 12, 12 million per year? So you're thinking, well, you could get $18 million this year. Why wouldn't you take it? Well, the players are always going to take the longer-term money just because it's more guaranteed money, and you don't know what could happen. Your right arm could fall off in two years, and you're still going to get paid. So what started happening, though, was with free agency kind of shifting into where only the superstars, the Bryce Harpers, the Manny Machados, were getting paid, and especially still fairly late in the game, players started accepting them. And I'm trying to think of who were some of them. But, for instance, this year, Will Smith, the reliever that wasn't traded by the Giants and obviously damaged goods Sam Dyson. No disrespect to Sam, who was trying to pitch through something, was traded. And so the Giants kept Smith, gave him a QO. $17.8 million is a lot for a reliever, even if it's just one year. So unless he thinks he's getting three years and $42 million, or three years and even $35 million, which is possible, keep in mind, though, that some of the best relievers in the last few years got $10, 12000000 million instead of 15 or sixteen. It's possible he'll accept it. And then another guy who probably should consider accepting it, maybe won't, is Jose Abreu of the White Sox. And the biggest thing for him is if you look at free agency and if this year is going to be anything like the last couple years, Nelson Cruz didn't even get $15 million per year. I think he got 14 and then 12 and the Twins like front-loaded it. He's not the hitter Nelson Cruz is. Granted, he plays first base. He's a pretty good first baseman, but unless the market's going to bear a better contract for him, or unless the White Sox want to offer him a two-year deal at $15 million per, which I think makes the most sense, there's a very real chance I think Jose Abreu accepts it. But at this point, you know, we're looking at, I think it was 10 players who got it. Eight are expected to decline it. Some of them, you know, like Garrett Cole, are going to very obviously decline it. But there are a couple of players in the mix who could accept it. I, 
and I have the historically who's accepted Ryu of the Dodgers. Yunjin Ryu, who yep. was a free agent this year, and so also will not have draft pick compensation tied to him. Eighteen which, million dollars he got last Which year. could make him an interesting fit for the twins. Not a name that comes up a lot. And I still don't know that he's gonna go away from the Dodgers, but if they sign Garrett Cole, the payroll starts getting tight. Or for whatever reason, if they sign Zach Wheeler, whoever they sign. That might leave Yunjin Ryu on the outside looking in. Should the Twins get him? Yeah, I mean, maybe. I mean, yeah. If you can get a lefty, I'm not saying lefties are necessary, and I say this as a left-handed person. But if they sign Dallas Keuchel, Cole Hamels, Yunjin Ryu, it's an interesting thing because they were so right-handed dominant last year, with the exception of Martin Perez, and we'll talk about him in a little bit as well. But if you want to give it a different look, Hamels, thirty, I think he's thirty-six. Wouldn't need to be a long-term deal. With Keiko, you could probably sign him for three years and say forty-five million dollars. Again, not a huge, you know. If, if you sign Garrett Cole, you're giving up probably two hundred million, some two hundred some million dollars. Steven Strasburg, similar boat. If you sign Zach Wheeler, it's probably a hundred or so million dollars. But once you start getting into the Keikels of the world, maybe it's maybe you get Keiko and Odorizzi for the same total amount as you would Wheeler. Now, are Twins fans going to be pissed about that? They might. And, pro- and probably reasonably so. It depends on where Wheeler goes. But Well, whatever. Right. I, mean, yeah, I get it. If he goes to the Yankees, then people are not going to like it. If he goes to, you know, I don't know. I just, it, 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 there's a lot in play here that Twins fans are going to be probably pissed no matter what because Garrett Cole's not signing here. Steven Strasburg's not signing here. Brandon's here to disappoint you. <laughs> no, I mean, I and, and that was uh, that's what it said on the scroll when I got married the day I showed up. It said Brandon's here to disappoint you, and then boom, that was just that, um, was, that was harsh. That was it. Um, to, just to go through the history briefly, seventeen. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't even know how to react to that, Bailey. The uh, <laughs> keep you on your toes. <laughs> seventeen. Um, seventeen. Nobody accepted it. Uh, it was Jeremy Hel- Hellickson and Neil Walker accepted in. Oh 16. yeah, they both definitely showed up. They did, they did well. Brett Anderson, Colby Rasmus, Matt Wieters. Matt Wieters an interesting <laughs> one. But um, yeah, if you look at those guys now, you're having a hard time believing. Neil Walker, a Brewer at one point. That name sounds familiar. Yeah, he was. So he came up as a catcher. In fact, funny Neil Walker story. Do you know who his uh, his pre-draft training thing was with in Pittsburgh? I think it was Pittsburgh. Oh yeah, I do. Um, Trevor Plouffe. Trevor Plouffe? Nope, Trevor Plouffe. Really? I believe they trained together, and huh. I, I, I believe right. that's Neil, the story. Neil Walker is from Pittsburgh. <laughs> I was thinking slowly, slowly, because slowly was a Pittsburgh guy. Yeah, he was, and it was, um, it was around that same time. But anyway, um, Walker was a catcher back then, and then he went and played second base, I want to say, for the the Pirates and then the Brewers for a while. Yeah, August 12th, 2017, but then signed with the Yankees in March of the next year, so a couple months with the Brewers. I forgot he was even with the Yankees, but he's played first base since. He's just kind of a non-entity as a player. Kobe Rasmus literally retired, and he kind of always had the the sting of his um, dad kind of being like a, a helicopter parent when it came to his swing and everything. Yeah. Like someone told me that they heard, oh, this was Darren Mastriani on this podcast. Did you ever hear this? Uh, I Master was on the show and he said he was in the hotel. Were you there that day where it was like thump, 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 thump? And Master was like, What the hell's going on in Colby Rasmus's room? And Colby's dad was <laughs> flipping him baseballs to hit sure, off the yeah. mattress yep. in the middle of the night because they were working on his swing. And it was like, Okay, dad, 
calm down. You know, the helicopter parents, like <laughs> Doe Young Park says he's got helicopter parents too about his academic career. So That's it always fine. cracks me up when parents get a little too involved. Neil Walker, to, and again, we have gone so far off the beaten path on this show, but just briefly, he was drafted 11th overall by the Pirates hometown team. Uh yeah, wow. What that's well. That's why it had to be all four because Ploof was an all four. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. That that means my story has to actually line up. And uh, he played for Miami last year, but um, who knew? Actually, yeah. I actually I knew. You should have known. You went to a game. I and I vaguely remember that actually. Brian weirdly. Dozier was playing. Brian, Brian Dozier hit a home Did run. He had a shirt on. Uh, he didn't. I I love. Let's wait a second. What if? What if Trump would have done to Dozier <laughs> what he did to Suzuki, but Dozier didn't have a shirt on? That's hot. <laughs> Could you see Dozier putting a MAGA hat on? Uh, I don't. I I don't know. He's uh, there. There were a lot of layers to what happened that day. Yep. Yeah. Bales, you've got some takes. I understand. Uh, we'll no, go back yeah. to Odorizzi after yeah. this. I promise. I think I texted you guys. I'm just impressed that the Nationals were able to win a World Series while having a catcher that doesn't have a spine. Oh, <laughs> wow. Bailey, Bailey dropping that one in there. Bailey's it's, a savage. It, it, it was, because I want to run, run for politics here. You know what, the, though? Uh, though Grant, Grant Paulson on Twitter made a good point. It's really a crappy time to win a championship right now. In D.C.? <laughs> well, anywhere, because if you do go visit the president, you're branded one way, and if you don't, you're branded another. And some of the players did not go. Yeah, uh, shout out to Sean Doolittle. Sean Doolittle, but the they were like that, five. The fact that yeah. Doolittle has a brother-in-law with autism, like, yeah. I get that totally, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, But then it was like Victor Robles had, yeah, I don't know, Anthony Rendon had a colonoscopy or something. I, I'm kidding, but that's the kind of thing I like. I'd schedule yeah, a procedure. I was, I was pretty disappointed with Ryan Zimmerman, too. I yeah, was, Ryan uh, Zimmerman was I was a fan of his until this week. I it, it's, it's crazy. Let's actually, we were going to talk about World Series. We will get to Odorizzi, and we'll get to... Uh, Perez in a second, but a from the Minnesota perspective, Kurt Suzuki, not this image <laughs> notwithstanding, which may have divided the fan base in half, but the uh, um, was very well liked. He, was, I remember Garden Hire called him a red ass. He's a guy who didn't have a scholarship, I believe, to Fullerton, which is a good baseball school. He's Kurt Clutch there, though. Yeah, walked on, um, really well liked uh, with the Athletics, and I think kind of bounced between the Athletics and Washington at one he point. He went to the A's. Nationals, A's, Twins, Nationals, Braves. No, Braves Nationals, I think it was. And, and I think he was an a, I think he was an A twice, a national twice, a Brave and a Twin. Does that sound right? Not in that order, obviously. I, I'm I'm looking this up, unfortunately. Let me a lot of things come up when you search Kurt, Kurt Suzuki right now. But, yeah, um, no, you, you it's not what you I, want. I, and I, I here's the thing. He was um he was Really great to talk to you if you wanted a baseball mind or, or if whatever. he's using the axe bat, um, like, uh, like yeah, yeah, you yeah. Bro- broke the axe. Here's, here's what I'm not comfortable with, though a lot of people on Twitter, and I don't know if you'd call it woke Twitter or whatever, were basically saying, Oh, Kurt Suzuki, another white athlete doing this. And it's like, Well, mm, I'm not comfortable <laughs> assigning a skin color to Kurt Suzuki, yeah. Maybe, maybe we shouldn't be that comfortable assigning a skin color to anybody, but. He's second generation Japanese based on a little research I did. He's I don't, from Hawaii. Yep. So I don't know. Bales, is that that's not white, is it? Is it? I, I don't know. I've got, I've got let's bring Bailey yeah, to I this. Think I'm the I'm not the authority on naming skin colors. Either way. Just, I'm not comfortable saying, oh, another basic white guy. Like I just uh, yeah. it's not necessary. Yeah, he um 
trying to move away from this. The, uh, <laughs> the, uh, sorry, uh, sorry, we're trying to remove it. It's all good. No, and it's almost impossible to, given our political climate, given that this is a team in D.C., given that Trump went to a game, was booed at a game. Also, I mean, you know, you have Peter Baker and Stephen Miller, and I mean, a who's who of mm-hmm. you know people all across the political spectrum at these games. Uh, it's almost impossible to avoid <laughs> trying to localize it and say, Kurt Suzuki, I think, was kind of a fan favorite. Also, I was surprised he's had this long of a career. He's 36. It seemed with the Twins, it was catching up to him that he was this red taking ass. Who, f- and taking foul tips every yeah. five minutes. Um, with Brian Dozier, I think if you asked him, he'd say, the team told me I was washed, right? That they traded me to L.A. By the way, it looks like a good trade. Luke Rayleigh, I think, was hurt, right, in the Arizona Fall League. But had some uh, He upside. was hurt before and then played in the AFL, yeah. I believe. He, he actually replaced... Alex Kirilov in the AFL. So Luke Rayleigh is a player with some upside. At the very least, maybe a trade chip you can use to get another player at the major league level. And Corner bat type, if nothing else. He uh, played for Salt River. He's kind of so-so. 244, three yeah. homers, 20 hits. But um, I think I think still considered a, a prospect and, and, you know, a good young prospect. Uh, I would suspect, and I'm going to look at the Twins' top 30, I would suspect he's somewhere like, 20th to 20 He's 25. I mean I you know I again I think he's more of a trade ship at this point. The um, Luke Rayleigh is the Twins number Oh, this is old. Devin yeah, this uh, this is old. He's while, while you're looking and again it you know um interesting trade in that Rayleigh was the big piece I think when it was he was traded. Devin Smelter may end up being the most impact player i i you know i think he, i still have no idea what to make of devin smith i don't uh, there's people that put him in the five starter category because he's left-handed i maybe i actually think he's gonna be a funky lefty i mm-hmm. think he's gonna be like a better caleb Thielbar, mm-hmm. if that makes sense I, I think he's um he certainly has the mentality and the makeup for it i i don't think he's gonna blow you away with stuff but i think that no, he not. can throw you off with his delivery and i think he's i think a guy like that has to have the mentality that they're gonna kind of throw that stuff over the plate and make you kind of guess what's coming. Um, and I, I, you know, I, I don't know. I, I'm bullish on Smeltzer, and I think that trade may work out. Having said that, you could have watched what happened to Dozier with LA and said, well, it looks like his best days are behind him. When Jonathan Scope took off earlier this year, it looked like a better signing. And honestly, they probably had almost identical seasons. They, I think they did, and I, I think this is hard for Twins fans to watch because you still see Dozier's jerseys. He, really interesting guy who. Grew up in Tupelo, Mississippi, which is uh, the hometown of Elvis. Loves music, can do a Rubik's Cube. You know, was one of the main guys with the dance, the Tory Hunter Dance Club or whatever, you know, the dance parties they did. Um, really likable player who I think after he retires will be remembered as a, a great Twins player on bad Twins teams. Scope had a little better season, but not... But, and I think that's so. worth pointing out because I, I think people kind of look at it and be like, why did you you know let Dozier go? I'm happy to see him win. Having said that, I think the Twins made a difficult decision given he's a fan favorite. But um, you have to applaud them that at some point you may have to cut bait with a fan favorite player mm-hmm. early to get out ahead of it. And it looks like Luis Arise may take over at second base anyway. So, um, or potentially Hilary Polanco down the line. So um, Yeah, depending on what happens with Royce, Royce Lewis. Lewis. Yeah, yeah. so... Um, I don't know. I, I think it's interesting from a Twins perspective. I don't know what to make of it as a baseball perspective because very few teams will win four games on the road to win the World Series. I don't know if it'll ever happen again. Um, I mean, first of all, you have to have the opportunity to. 
And, and, and like I, if, if the if the Astros won this World Series, they only played three road games, so it wouldn't have been possible. Yeah. So you still need not only to win the right games, but have the right number of games at your disposal. I, I mean, it's just insane. Bailey, Bailey, you feel good about this? I assume as a Brewers fan, given that you were. I think we discussed this, but given that you were close to yeah, yeah, yeah. To beating them, and 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 I think it's a good reminder that look at those Giants teams; those were wild card teams. I mean, in some ways, you you always say this. I the best thing about baseball is that there's not a true blueprint. You can kind of do it how you want to, mm-hmm. as long as you end up with a team that has relatively good power and has lockdown pitchers, right? I think their model is probably t- difficult to replicate, given that. Very few play, you know, teams will get to draft a Strasburg. And the Scherzer is a high, high, high-risk contract that worked out. Yeah. You have to plot him for it. Not Max Scherzer is a fantastic player. I mean, but uh, you know, I think I think the Astros is more a model you can replicate. Having said that, what we learned is that you have to have a good culture. Because I think... What well, and the Astros were three weird trades. It was verlander post waiver deadline which doesn't even exist anymore yeah granky who had a no trade clause and then cole at basically the bottom of his value so it took a lot of for uh fortitude to make each of those trades. but i think i think they had the brains there to build a team right sure what they need to do is figure out how do we make this a better place to work because i think what this well. single <laughs> incident did but i think uh, no but i think it did i think it did identify because it's not just one guy right the ownership took a while to to apologize for what happened right there there's signs that you know like there's um <laughs> you know there's something underneath the surface there that's that's negative and to me aside from the obvious fact and the more important fact that that you should cleanse these bad cultures the biggest negative is people will focus on that rightfully so and forget that they're a really smart baseball organization Mm -hmm. that I think there's more teams, including the twins that can use a, again, twins have a good culture. They shouldn't change that. But just in terms of the brain trust, they should be operating like the Astros running the numbers, figuring out how to make the most of their trades and their draft. I think the important thing will be to, to, instead of signing the Garrett Coles, we'll be signing the Zach Wheelers and then propelling them to become Garrett Coles. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 I don't think because, because like, Okay, so the Nationals signed Max Scherzer, who was already just this crazy beast, and Patrick right. Corbin was coming off a good year, and Steven Strasburg has turned into one of the very best pitchers in all of baseball. But then by contrast, Verlander, for a while, looked like he was done, had a ton of money left on his deal, which I believe would have expired this year, and they gave him a new one. And then Granke was, I don't know that they traded for like him at his max value, but then Cole, like... Garrett Cole got traded for nothing. It was like Colin Moran and Joe Musgrove and a couple other guys. Like, no big deal at all. And Yeah, yeah. So what the Twins need to find are those guys who could be the next Garrett Cole. And then so you don't have to create them. You don't have to turn them into the best pitcher in baseball. But if you sign Zach Wheeler for $100 million and then he becomes like, point, like 75% of Garrett Cole, you've done your job. So what's – I agree. Let's look at this through the prism of Martin Perez, right? He was people are gonna be upset with that signing. No, but yeah, but trying to find those guys that are are depressed value. Which they try. He was twenty seven. He had good years with Texas. Honestly, if they would have torn up his contract and given him a brand new identical deal where it was like, Listen, man, we're going to have you try to prove yourself one more time. Or maybe just have him be a reliever. Or maybe they still bring him back as a reliever. I don't know. But those are the kind of gambles the Twins are going to have to make. And then, so you 
you look. And he looked great. He looked great when he out of the shoot. He was using the cutter. Yeah, he but was, I mean, but I mean, you look at guys like. I'm trying to think of who even those reclamation projects might be. I mean, Chad Bettis doesn't really fit that mark. Andrew I, Kashner, no. Uh, Jared Eikhoff, no. Kendall Graveman. I mean, is, uh, the, is this guy that they signed from the Mariners? Matt was, Whistler? Yeah. They're going to probably keep him as a reliever. He was a pitching prospect at one time and a, a good one. But he looks like the kind of guy who, like— I mean, a, Pineda was a good example, actually. Yeah, right? yeah. If but, diuretic But aside. so the, the Whistler thing is it's a spin rate tunneling signing or pickup, you know, waiver pickup. He's got a, a slider that he's shaped to the point now where it's only basically like— it's more one plane break up and down, but it comes out of the same tunnel as his, I don't know if it's his two-seam fastball or whatever. Yeah. But it's a matter of putting it together. I mean, all of his peripherals, with the exception of home runs, look good. He struck out a lot of batters, didn't walk anybody. It was, it was almost like he was like Oliver Drake, but threw harder. Interesting. You know how you look, at Oliver, you look at Oliver Drake and you're like, okay, strikes people out, doesn't really embarrass himself out there, but you're just like, what am I missing? And it's, you know, Drake is funky. He throws like 10 different pitches and whatever. Yeah. With Whistler, it's more strikes everybody out, doesn't walk anybody, but his ERA is still five. And you're like, well, okay, give some homers. This is, a West, this is a West Johnson project. I think that's what, that's what they're doing. I think is. Jeremy Hefner, too, assuming they can keep him, which has been another thing about this offseason. They've lost James Rousen. They've lost Tanner Swanson. They've lost Peter Fats. Tanner Swanson, by the way, you should point out, is the guy who kind of got um, Garver going. Defensively, at least. So, got my Twitter account going. I like 200 retweets on that, too. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. And I said this before the Twins, if they create a good culture, going back to how they have to be different from the Astros, Mm -hmm. you will get good people. You'll get the next Wes Johnsons, right? Or if Hefner goes to the Neff, and and you may lose uh, Shelton or whatever. So, I I think, um, you know, the, the, the broader point here is. They're, they're going to have to keep trying this, and it's going to be disappointing in the sense that you may get some Martin Perez's. You also might get a Pineda who, again, mm-hmm. if he doesn't get suspended for PEDs, is a starter in the in the playoffs. Bailey, what no, is man. our time at? I'm just curious here. Probably like 45 minutes. Like four there. Nice. We got very sidetracked. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I think this is an important point in that um, as much as I think they should go spend money on a Wheeler, as much as I think going forward, not necessarily – Exactly in this offseason. I think you are. You said you're going to put together an aggressive blueprint at one point. There's a of, lot of things I want to do that I got to get done pretty soon here. Yeah. So. No. I mean, no, my my point there is you you will lay out some options of what they could do if they were really. But for, even, for me, a more aggressive blueprint might be spending money on a hitter and then trading prospect capital for a younger, cheaper pitcher. Yeah. You know, like a another Jose Barrios, like finding a Jose Barrios and then. And I my, my broader point here is at some point in the next five years, they may go just back up the Brinks truck and go get a pitcher mm-hmm. just because that's how important pitch, pitching is. Mm-hmm. Um, having said that, I think you fill out your rotation, hopefully from within. You hope there's more Brioses, homegrown players, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you do it in trades. You have to – I mean, I would always trade with the Pirates because – they didn't do the Archer one, right? And they, they did but do they the also Cole think one, right? That's why I think older pitchers make sense as bridges to the Gratterall's, Balazovic's, yeah. is that you're not going to want to necessarily... To, I mean, uh, to you might sign one that. Wheeler. Yeah. yeah, You might want to sign one Zach Wheeler and then a Cole Hamels or a Jake Odorizzi, but you don't want to sign... I don't think they're going to sign two guys to five-year deals 
and then have you, you're gonna want to filter in these younger guys sooner rather than and, later. And it may be a reclamation project because you look at even though the twins should spend more than Tampa, should spend more than the athletics, mm-hmm. Oakland and Tampa built good rotations with players who other teams had given up on, right? And mm-hmm. I think tw- the twins should never lose sight of that. The way by creating a good culture and having smart people, that's the advantage you create is that. Wes Johnson goes, I can improve them, and the scouts go, I can go find that next guy. So so these are the guys that fit that bill for me. Alex Wood, Michael Waka, Michael Waka, Julio Tehran, Danny Salazar, maybe Tyson Ross, maybe JC Ramirez. Is this in order for you? No, I'm going backwards up the okay. list. Maybe Matt Moore, Shelby Miller. I mean, those are really far down the list. Shelby Miller's interesting. Still only twenty nine. The problem is anyone. Kendall that, Graveman. The and, problem is that anyone, and we learned this with Jaime Garcia, if the Cardinals give up on a pitcher, it tends to mean the guy's not as good anymore. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I do. I think they should continue to do this. I think they should continue. You should be using your fourth and f- fifth slots to either move up a Gratterall or or a, a prospect like that, or a reclamation project you're trying to kind of get going again. So. Um, to me, though, that's where Pineda comes in because then it's a half spot instead of a full spot. Or actually, yeah. it's about a third of a spot. Or, or I mean, how, Kyle Gibson, in some ways, is a recommendation. Now, it may be someone else's, but he may be someone else's. But you see, I made uh, the preposterous statement tournament over my Kyle Gibson tweet from September. What was this? I said that I would sign him to a two-year deal worth twenty-five million, and that yeah. made the preposterous statement tournament. Well, honestly, Bailey, this is what happens. honestly so. He's listed as a top 20 free agent on Keith Law, on MLB yeah. Trade Rumors, on The Athletic. He was good like two years ago. He was good through like August 1st this year. Yeah. And so I, I'm not too upset about making the tournament over something that was not that insane to say two or three weeks before I said it. Bailey, did you nominate this tweet? Were you in on this? I did not. No. Please Thank you. You can't even hear me. You did not. No. Well, we gave Bailey like a full fledged mic, and he's Bailey's eating like. The full meal right now. This guy's eating beans. Um, Nature Valley. Are you? Are you? Are you? Being, oh, good. Because freaking Eric would eat beans, and then it was. You know, did you see the guy like who who compared here. using the N word to using Boomer? Yep. And so, like, <laughs> I have some opinions on that so guy like, too. Yeah. Uh, no one. Should, Desus yeah. and Merrill were like, "This Boomer eating beans," <laughs> like to make fun of the YouTube video. And I'm like, "Yeah, the fact that you could say Boomer and you couldn't say the other word." Yeah, probably a pretty no, good yeah, indicator. That's, like a, that's a John Mulaney thing where it's like if you're comparing two words and you literally won't even say <laughs> one, like it's the worst. There, you won't say the word. That's the that's the worst one. Huh. Great bit. That's John indicator. Mulaney's funny. He's good. My, um, favorite, my favorite Mulaney is the What's New Pussycat where he plays Tom Jones. Yeah, yeah, over. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really good. I, I've I've found <laughs> that that's very yeah, very very valuable. Viable. So um, anyways, that, I think we could put to bed that. They're going to have to use reclamation projects as much as people, when they get signed, will be like, why did you sign that Let, Let's talk about the MLB trade rumors list of guys that they see the Twins signing. Now, keep in mind <clears throat> that when there's 50 of these players, all it takes is like one weird signing to complete. It's, it's like dominoes. It's like, you know what I mean? Yep. Um, it just, it doesn't make, it doesn't change a whole lot of, uh, it changes a whole lot of it. So anyway, they have the Twins picking up. Free agent number six, Madison Bumgarner, four oh. years, seventy-two million. I don't like that. I don't. Uh, maybe Madison Bumgarner will have like a Verlander effect, but the way he pitches and stuff, or did as a younger player, just does not indicate he's going to age well. I also don't think he's a good fit in the clubhouse. 
I'd rather Wheeler. T- I mean, I'm just I'm not sure players. about the red ass effect there. Four years, seventy two million. If he has a Verlander comeback, might be and good. Just personality. But five too. years, hundred million for Zach Wheeler. I think I would much yep. rather do that. Then they have the Twins landing free agent number ten, Jake Odorizzi, three years, fifty one million. I this is where that we comes out to seventeen million per year, which I think probably is a fair fair deal. So you signed him to that. Because I, I, I do in a heartbeat. I think it's fair, and I think I would do it. But I could also see people saying, well, if Yunjin Ryu is getting three years 54, would you rather have him? He's 33 also, in March, though. why can't you do both? I mean, well, I then, well, I, I mean you, you, you're also saying, why can't you do both and then not Bumgarner? Yeah. Or are you saying Wheeler, Odorizzi, and Ryu? Let's say you miss on Wheeler. Well, then you can easily do both. Yeah, I think, I think that's smarter. I'd actually rather have two of those guys, to be honest, than one Mercurial guy who i know he's great or was great but mercurial probably in a lot of ways honestly yeah um they also have the twins signing free agent number 13 any idea who it is i was gonna say dozier off the top of my head but i no no no, no. yeah oh no no, no. will smith that. three years 42 oh. million hey. I, I'm a, I don't know if i'd give him three years 42 million great but rapper is he though is he though nah, no 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 um uh but but Tell me how great a Taylor Rogers Will Smith back end of a bullpen. It'd be like the whitest back end of a bullpen of all time. But <laughs> I don't know. Will Smith just sounds like such a white name, don't you think? I mean, I, I know Will Smith, the the rapper, is oh yeah yeah yeah. You know the not. I like Will Smith. I was a very a very big uh, supporter of a trade. Didn't the Royals for either trade the him? Brewers or the Twins? The, Didn't the Royals the, trade him to the Brewers for like nothing back in the day? I think so. Yeah. And then he just became like this beast. Yeah, he's a, he's a fun guy, and he's a good like clubhouse guy. That's okay. Big, let's like your concerns about Madison Bumgarner. He's the exact opposite. Like he is just a fun guy to have around. Yeah. I like the Will Smith All Star last year. Uh, I know there's at least one more. I'm gonna make sure there aren't two. But the other one, let me just say this, Tom. If Kyle Gibson two years, eighteen million with the Cubs, I'm not totally sure. I see. Also, that. the Twins. I think two years, eighteen million could justify. It. I think I would do two years, yeah. eighteen million with Kyle Gibson for sure. I know that's gonna be the least popular yep. thing. Maybe then I'll end up on preposterous statements again. Um, I mean, I think someone could go through this podcast just, yeah, and be like, "Yeah, just listen to this podcast yeah. every week." Yes, please about do. Seven. Please do. There's about seven yeah. preposterous statements. Maybe we get more than seven downloads. Then um, they have the Twins signing the number thirty free agent, and let me just say this: you are on the right track with Brian Dozier. This guy hit three forty four this year. Do you that's know? That's got to be a very small sample size. Uh, well, that's my thought too. I thought uh, I believe it's about three hundred plate appearances. Three forty-four. Howie Kendrick. Oh, so funny. Okay. And sure. honestly, it'd be, it'd be fun. I, you don't really need him with Nelson Cruz, but it'd be a fun. Like, no, no, but player. honestly, with the extra bench player <laughs> spot, he gives you insurance at first base. Yeah. Regardless of if you and tender to be clear, or not. Nelson Cruz is a much better player. I meant as a personality locker. But I mean, yeah, also, yeah, I guess Brace Hemelgarn said that they partied with him when he played baseball back in the day. That's the photographer, we should be clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Twins photographer. Back when he played at, um, did he play at St. Cloud State or did he? No, he might have been in high school or something. But anyway, it was when Kendrick was playing in the Northwoods League, he like hung out with him. And it wasn't partied like, you know, freebasing yeah. something or anything crazy, Whoa. but like just <laughs> hanging out with a guy who's a really good guy. Yeah. yeah. And so, again, with the 26th man on the roster, you might not have thought Howie Kendrick makes a lot of sense, but first base, second base, he's played a little left field and played a little third base. 
Brady you know, Stemmelgarn went to... Uh, he went to St. Saint, Cloud State. I think he went to St. John's. But well, maybe that's it. Yep, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. I think you're right. Similar area. Yeah. And I believe that is it for the Twins signing top 50 free agents. I did see elsewhere some very similar things with the Twins ending up with Odorizzi, I think um, they should Gibson, keep Pineda. I, I wonder how many of the guys that they let go they will retain. I obviously don't think that you know Jonathan Scope is coming back. I think Jason Castro could still make sense, but I think he's going to get a starting job maybe with the Angels. But I don't know. That's what I see. Eric Thames, interest in him. I would I would pick him up over CJ Crone. Yeah, I think they're the Brewers. I have Brewers questions. If you want to, do you think they made a mistake and not? Yeah, ba- Bailey hit it because we or, don't have any more topics. Or is, right? Is Braun going to play first base? Yeah, we're, we're... That's the consensus on, like, Brewers Twitter is that they think they're going to try to move Braun to first. Uh, and then go Grisham, Kane. Yeah, because despite the error that cost them the wild card game, Grisham is you a, can't he's hold a that better... Against yeah, him. He, yeah, no, he's a better defender than Braun is. Um, and, I mean, Braun... I had personal opinions aside on him, he I'd like to have him around for another playoff push. Um, and if he you could, want a professional hitter, and that's yeah, yeah. and yeah. I think I think he could do first base. Um, yeah, there's no reason to believe he can't. I but mean. I also like uh, speaking of like good clubhouse guys. Eric Thames is super fun. He would always to have turn around. up at like WWE events when yeah, they're yeah, down yeah. And, like, But people seem to think that so he was going to be the contract was going to be like seven and a half million or something. People think yeah. they might try to re-sign him for like a two and twelve kind of deal. Um, I, I just I don't, don't see it. Yeah, super think, happy that Chase Anderson's gone. Uh, yeah, yeah, of that, Toronto Blue Jays. Speaking I mean, of that recent White House visit, he would have been there. And uh, <laughs> now he can make a Can- bells make, on. He would have been there. Now he can make Canada great again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, not wait. A, isn't that Trudeau's job? Was never a huge fan of Chase Anderson. No. But they also with the moves yesterday, they freed up like fifteen million dollars that people seem to think could be used on DD Gregorius. I can't believe he didn't get a qualifying. I, I, I want DD to happen. I think that'd be a moment. In, in yeah. Why? So we can ho- hit home runs against the Twins for the Brewers? Screw that. It also oh, would really. mean that, except for my bronze shirt, if they sign DD, that probably means RC is no longer part of the organization. Yeah. So then every jersey I have is from a player who's no longer on the team. You're the kiss of death, baby. Yeah. That's amazing. Any other Brewers topics? Uh, I'll have more the as time Packers goes lost on. this last week, which is great. The- yeah. To the Chargers, you don't even have a home. Bummer. Yeah. What are you going to do? I want Didi, though. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, I think it'd be so funny. So, so, so the issue with, with Didi there was if the Yankees offer him a qualifying offer and he accepts it, which was a lot likely because he didn't have a great year, you know, he's coming sure. back from arm issues, then they're locked into him and then they probably don't have the flexibility to go get a Garrett Cole or... Excuse me? Zach Wheeler. Based on staying under the luxury tax threshold, which is... Like they care. They do now for some reason. I don't. I, I can't explain it, no. but they do. And so they're like, "Well, we don't want him to accept it." And if he doesn't accept it, then boom, you know, you got to. But you're only because of where they are in revenue sharing, they only get a third round pick. So yeah. they figured that the risk reward. Yeah, I was, feel like now that uh, now that there's no draft pick compensation, I feel like the Brewers would be more of a player in that. That yep. was always um, a deterrent for, I would say, small market teams where you have. You you want this guy, but you're you don't want to lose picks if you don't have to. But but now um, they'll play like Glaber Torres at short. Sure, Miguel Andujar should be back next year at third. They can play Ursula or DJ Lemayhew at second. Yeah, 
whoever. Yeah, the first. Yankees will be fine. They're going to sign Gregorio, Eric Thames to play first, dude. Yeah. Well, they that's where they uh, Chris Carter went there to die. Um, well, he went there after his uh, NL leading actually, season. In actually, home runs he and spent then, some time with the Twins in AAA after that too. Yikes! <laughs> that guy was he was fun to watch when he was hitting. Yeah, remember the ball, how pissed but, everybody was that they non-tendered him? Like he doesn't deserve eight million dollars. It was, un- it like, was unbelievable. He had like twelve more home runs in his entire. I've career. never, I've literally never seen somebody who was more hit or miss than that guy. Quite literally, hit or miss. Well, I think Twi- that's Twins had Jake Reed and Chris Carter in their minor league system at one point. They did, what? right? Jake Reed, the reliever, and I don't know who Chris Carter is. Oh yeah, yeah, no, you're right. I, I was happening? so baffled. What is happening? Here, yeah, we need to end just, the pod, I'm just dude. completely, completely tuning out what he meant by Chris Carter. I'm like, are you talking about Chris Cates, the short guy? No, Jake Reed, the reliever, who, who can't break through AAA. Yeah. yeah, there you go. So, uh, do you want to talk about that tweet you uh, sent out about the poll asking people if they were comfortable getting rid of prospects for something? Interesting. Which one? A lot, a lot, I just saw a lot of people reacted the way Brewers fans would have reacted when you don't, asked. Don't prospect hugging? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me just... Love, loving those prospects. The, this I, is why... I feel like we need to dedicate a podcast to this because I th- we have discussed it a hundred times. This is this is why... I think it's interesting. You hashtag your, your polls. What are we at, by the way? Are you adding the time on it? Yeah, we're fine. Okay, good. I, I mean, I think the truth is... I just mo- thought it was interesting because no, we talk about I, it on the show a lot. By the way, if you go to the Yankees or the Red Sox, they'd probably say, get rid of the prospects, get me players right exactly, now. Exactly, yeah. And I think the difference is those teams, the expectations obviously win every year. They know they have the resources. And... Yeah, no, I just... I see the Twins on a very similar arc totally. as the Brewers were. So I'm saying... Get comfortable with the idea of losing some prospects. And that, you know, and it's well, what it yeah. takes to... Make that next and, step, and people just need to remember as much as I. And if you want, if you want to be the Astros, that's exactly what the Astros did. Was you gotta, you get your, you get your cornerstone guys, yeah, you get Springer your Correa, and those guys. you get your Springer, yep. you yep. get Altuve, whatever. But then you send, you have to move guys, you yeah. send other but, people out. But you want to be the good Astros, not the dumb Astros. And, yeah, and yeah. also, yeah. I, I think the David Stearns, baby. Uh, <laughs> and I also think the organization is right in that they're trying to create waves, right? So they're trying to have. One, you may get rid of a wave of prospects. There's another one coming next, even if those guys are just used to get major leaguers too. But you're right. I mean, at some point you fill out your roster, you need to go get major league players. Well, I think that's about all. What we was have. the the poll indicated? Do we do we know the numbers? I can't find it. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, it, I, don't think it was, it yeah I, I just thought of it because I've obviously voted like ship them out. Let's do this. Justin Bailey trying to sabotage. Yeah. The, the only twins. problem is the Twins don't have a Lewis Brinson. So yeah, you know, good, you're, when you're Lewis, when you're right Lewis now. Brinson poor. Very bad right There's now. nothing you can do. So, for Justin Bailey producing, you can find him on Twitter at I am Justin Bailey for Tom Schreier co-hosting at T Schreier 3. This is Brandon Warren signing off. You can find me on Twitter at Brandon underscore Warren. Check us out next week. See if there's any baseball news to break down. Been kicking around the idea of getting a few guests on. But for, for now, let's just say we'll see you next week on Midwest Swing, part of the Zone Coverage Podcast Network. Rock over London. Rock on, Chicago. Chicago.